there. This is Ellis Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, May 6th, 2023. Happy Derby Day! As always, this Key Races and Bets podcast, as well as the companion product, the Key Races and Bet blog, brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great legal online wagering website with great bidding tools and perks. Amwager.com is legal for residents of most states and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out at Amwager.com where you can get the written version of this, the Key Race of Beth blog, totally free by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. If you're not a member while you're there, check it out. You'll be glad you did. We're going to start with some races at Belmont today because Amwager uh, Churchill Downs is not available on Amwager, but I will cover the Derby, but there are some great stakes at Belmont to talk about today on May 6th, starting with race 8, the elusive quality stakes, 419 Eastern. Anaconda just missed by a nose in the similar non-graded dangerous hour stakes on the aqueduct turf around two turns and should really appreciate the slightly shorter 7 furlong distance as his two other best races were a win last September at 7 furlongs and a big runner-up at in the Turf Sprint Championship last November. Those both foretell he's going to run as well or better than he did just a few weeks ago. Voodoo Zip has more second-place finishes, seven to be exact, in his career than wins, four, all on turf, but one of his best races ever came at Belmont on this Belmont course at the seven furlong distance. Like Anaconda, Voodoo Zip ran well in a stakes race, the tougher Grade 3 Belmont Turf Sprint last October, and he may have needed his last race on April 13th when third because he'd been off for five months, so he could improve enough to be very competitive here, particularly as his comeback race Echo Base Speed figure of 104 compares favorably with the 105 figure Anaconda earned in his last race just a couple of days later. The third of the three contenders in this race is Surprise Boss, He's the horse that Voodoo Zip and Anaconda ha- which will probably have to run down to win as he's had the lead after a quarter mile in his recent starts and has run in six of his last 12, actually. The best of those came at the seventh furlong trip on turf at Belmont last June, when second in the New York Stallion Stakes, and surprised bosses in good recent form because he returned off a five-month layoff in March to win, but on dirt. And the elusive quality stakes race 8 Belmont 419 post Saturday, May 6th. We'll start with Anaconda for a win bet who can be bet odds of 9 to 5 or more. We should insist on a bit more return on the other two, so I'll set fair odds for minimum win bets and voodoo zip and surprise boss. If we decide to bet more than one horse in a race, there's a great tool at Amwager.com called the Dutching Tool, in which you can set the amount you want to bet or the amount you want to win, and all the math is done for you, which gives you a mathematical edge. And that's just one of many good tools and perks available at Amwager.com. For the exact, I want to box Anaconda, Voodoo Zip, and Surprise Boss. And then we have three stakes in a row, so we'll play some doubles and pick threes, particularly as there are some stronger plays in each of the races, so we can play multiple tickets trying to hit it multiple times with lower odds horses. The first of three doubles is going to be in race eight, Anaconda, Voodoo Zip, and Surprise Boss. And in race nine, Ottoman Fleet, City Man, and Keystone Field. The second is going to be just Anaconda in race 8 with Ottoman Fleet City Man and Keystone Field in race 9. And the third is going to be Anaconda Voodoo Zip and Surprise Boss in race 8 with Ottoman Fleet in race 9. Same thing for pick 3s which only have a dollar minimum. And we have 3 tickets here. They're pretty cheap. Play all 3. In race 8, 
Anaconda, Voodoo Zip, and Surprise Boss. In race 9, Ottoman Fleet, City Man, and Keystone Field. And in race 10, Idiomatic. The second ticket is just Anaconda in race 8. Ottoman Fleet, City Man, and Keystone Field in race 9. And just Idiomatic in race 10. And the third is going to be Anaconda, Voodoo Zip, and Surprise Boss in race 8. Just Ottoman Fleet in race 9. And just Idiomatic in race 10. Moving on to race 9 at Belmont on Saturday, May 6th. This is the Fort Marcy Stakes with a post time of 4.56 Eastern. Trainer Charlie Appleby, the trainer for Goodolphin in Europe, is nearly sensational whenever he brings a horse over to run in North America. Over the last three years, from 19 horses Appleby has run in North America, he's won nine of those, nearly half, second seven times, and third only twice. His horses run big enough to run first or second in 16 of 19, and Ottoman Fleet should add to those numbers. The gelding has only finished worse than third in one race in 10 starts. He won his most recent race in Europe just 18 days ago in England at this nine furlong distance on grass, easily winning by a couple lengths in a Group 3. European Group 3 races are the equivalent of North American Group 2 races, so Ottoman Fleet fits perfectly at this grade two stakes level. He also finished third twice in group two stakes earlier this year, which are equivalent of group ones, grade ones, and he was third behind Nation's Pride in a group three stakes. Nation's Pride won the grade one Saratoga Derby and grade one Belmont Derby last year for Appleby also. So if Ottoman Fleet repeats any of his four efforts in this race, he should win. Keystone Field is no slouch, so we're going to use him on some tickets, as I mentioned earlier in the doubles and pick threes. He's won 7 of 25, nearly a half million banked. Three of those wins were on turf, but he hasn't run on the grass, only run on the grass once in the past two years. That's why he may be ignored in the wagering by many bettors, but that might be their mistake as he's trained by Mike Baker, who wins a lot of these kinds of races around the country. Actually, Baker ran second in a mile-and-a-half race at Churchill Downs at 12-1 to earlier this week. Keystone Field finished second to Law Professor, who's entered for dirt only in the Excelsior Stakes last out, so he's in good form, and that effort stacks up very well here if repeated, even if on dirt, even though it was on dirt, because we know the horse can handle the grass. City Man won the identical, nearly identical, Grade 2 Fort Lauderdale Stakes at Gulfstream in December, then was pitched over his head in the Pegasus World Cup Invitational. The win at Fort Lauderdale came after a two-month layoff, even though the layoff is coming back from here is a bit longer at three. There's no concerns. Trainer Christophe Clement is fine bringing horses back from time off in fine form and turf routes. In the Fort Marcy Stakes, Race 9, Belmont 456 Eastern on Saturday, May 6th. Ottoman Fleet is a much higher chance to win than the other two, so it's minimum odds for making a win better 6-5. to five. We have some doubles as well in case he happens to be lower odds. He could be lower odds, of course, near post time, and that's why the doubles and pick threes are really the way to try to make money, but I would still bet him to win if he's 6-5 to five or more. Keystone Field has minimum odds of 3-1, to one, and City Man has minimum odds of 7-2 or more. I would bet one of those if they're above that price, just because nothing is certainty in racing. And this is another race in which we do make more than one bet. The Dutching Tool at Amwager would make a really good way to make money and to get a mathematical edge on our wagers. Moving on to race 10 at Belmont on Saturday, May 6th. This is the Ruffian Stakes, post 537 Eastern. And there's really only one horse I think wins. I think it's a standout, an idiomatic. And 
Also, because Kathleen O has gone to post at odds of even money, four to five and two to five in the last three, Idiomatic might not be the favorite because Kathleen O has been second in all three, but they still keep betting her as if she really can't lose. She's run well, but she's run second in three straight. While Kathleen O has earned 90 and 99 equivalent speed figures in her two starts this year, Idiomatic has 97 and 111 in two of her last three. And that 111 stands out here. It came in her most recent race on March 25th when winning the Latonia Stakes at a slightly longer distance of mile of 16th in a field of nine. Meanwhile, Kathleen O finished second in a stakes field of five. Although Idiomatic has earned all four career wins in six starts on all weather, I have no concern about running well on dirt because she's been training at Churchill Downs very well since April. And her most recent work was 47 and 6 tenths, half mile, second best of 58 on the day. She's also trained by Brad Cox, who's having another career year, winning 27% of his races, 26% of his stakes races as well. In Ruffian Stakes, race 10 at Belmont post 537 on Saturday, May 6. I'll bet idiomatic at even money. She may actually be in low odds overlay, but hopefully we're live to the doubles and pick threes. Started in the races previous, and so we can make a lot of money. Moving on to the Kentucky Derby, which everyone wants to hear about, which you can bet, just not at Amwager, but it's a great betting race. Race 12 at Churchill Post, 6.57 Eastern. I'll run down my top six. I always do six win contenders in the 20-horse field, and they are in preference order. They are Angel of Empire, Tapit Trice, Forte, Dermis Sotagake, Kings Barnes, and Skinner. And I'll cover each quickly, and then a couple of other horses you could throw in for exact exotics. Angel of Empire ticks all the boxes for a win contender. He won his debut at a mile, which is pretty tough to do. He returned and dominated by six lengths over the runner-up. Next, he tried a mile and an eighth in February, or not next. In February, he tried a mile and an eighth in the Risen Star. Showed a big burst of speed, making him four lengths with a quarter mile to go from seventh to third, wall wide. He bettered that in the Arkansas Derby, running even better, drawing off. Making a big move on the turn from sixth to three back to first and drew off. That fast acceleration occurred again while wide. Throughout his three year old campaign, Angel of Empire has run faster. Echo Bay speed figures of 80, 92, 96, and 106. The 106 is the highest last race figure in the field. I think a big burst of speed like that is always useful as the horses on the far turn start to stack up when they start feel like can't go more than a mile and eighth. And if he can find a spot, he can go. He's trained by Brad Cox, who also trains Hit Show, Jason's Road, and Verifying. Of course, if you don't recall, Cox trained Mandaloon and Essential Quality, who finished second and fourth in the 2021 Derby. I think Angel Empire has all the tools to win the Derby. Tappet Trice lost the very first race of his career back in November, undefeated in four races since then. He's improved in his last few, going from 96 to 98 to 103. That's the pattern I love to see with these young athletes. The recent one came in the bluegrass in which he had to battle head and head down the stretch with verifying and verifying actually got his head in front. Tappet Trice said no and he put his head back down which is very good mental capacity we want for the Derby. Tappet Trice is of course in the Pletcher barn who won the 2010 Derby with Super Saver 2017 with Always Dreaming. Pletcher also saddles Forte and Kings Barnes. Forte enters the gate probably as the favorite. He opens at 3-1. to one. No heavy favorites anymore in the Derby now with fields of 20. He's really done nothing wrong. He's won six of seven. He's scored an A on every test, starting with the hopeful stakes last summer, then the Breeders' Cup Futurity and Breeders' Cup Juvenile. 
He was given time to grow up over the winter. He returned. He's never been away, winning in the Fountain of Youth easily. In the Florida Derby, he was kind of looked like he was kind of grinding his wheels on the far turn, and Mage got in front of him. But the experience of Mage having only run twice and Forte having run five times was a big difference as he battled. Um, he earned 104 figure, 102, 105, 106, then 104. It's not really a regression in my mind. A couple points doesn't make a difference. He's so consistent and so fast. And he certainly is a contender. And really, the only reason he's listed third so far on this list is because of the talent in this field. Now, Dermasodagaki is one of two, maybe three, if Mandarin Hero gets in, contenders who were born and raised in Japan. Um, he's got American breeding. Sunday Silence was imported to Japan in 1991, two years after he won the Derby, and has really been a foundation sire there. Derma Sodagaki has, has won a very important race in Japan last November at nine furlongs on the same week Forte won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile at a little shorter distance. Um, he ended his two-year-old season by beating 13 horses and then took time off to mature, which is good. He went to Saudi Arabia and finished third of 13 in the Saudi Derby, and one month later was sent to Dubai and destroyed a field of 13 in the UAE Derby. Don't really know what he beat, though, but he established the lead from the start and then just drew off to win by five lengths. Now, he doesn't need the lead because he all his two races, two of his races last year, he came from off the pace. He's been training, galloping about a mile and a half, um, I think either pace scenario, he's got a shot here and he might be worth a look. Kings Barnes, another Pletcher trainee, is one of the most likely race horses in the field, having run just three times. He's undefeated to date. And it must be noted that in Derby history, 34 horses undefeated have entered the gate and nine have exited the gate in front. So that's not bad, 25% of those. That warrants a lot of respects. He won the first two races of his career sitting off the pace. And Louisiana Derby, he set the lead and just put everybody away. It was a slow pace, but he kicked home really fast, and that's really important. So he has the ability, again, to sit off the pace, to sit third or fourth or fifth early, or to lead if nobody else wants it. Um, he's paired 100 speed figures in his last two races, so he has potential to run a lot better. The last of six main win contenders I'm considering here is Skinner. He may be less probable than those, but he opens at the highest odds of 20 to 1, and I won't hesitate to bet him. I don't want to kick myself later. He's only won one race so far. He hasn't won any of the fall or spring preps, and he was not scheduled to ship from California for John Sheriffs until last week when one of the horses withdrew. Sheriffs saddled Giacomo to a $102 win in the 2005 Derby. Giacomo had finished fourth in the San Diego Derby prior to the Kentucky Derby, and similarly, Skinner was third in the San Diego Derby's most recent race. Even though he just has that one win, and his most recent races have been really good, and they stack up on speed figures and improvement. He went from 94 to 103 to 104. So although the third place finish last out isn't as good as the wins of the five previously mentioned contenders, the 104 figure matches up with those. He's also son of Curlin, who was third in the 2007 Derby, and Curlin's son, Good Magic, was second in the 2018 Derby. So he's got the breeding to run a mile and a quarter, and he's an interesting long shot. If I were to go a bit deeper and some horses you could throw in for exotics, you could use Mage, Hit Show, Verifying, and just in case he gets in Mandarin Hero, who was just in front of Skinner in the Sandy Derby.
So my tactics in the Derby is to bet two or three horses to win. If they're 15 to one or more, I'll probably bet a win in place. But Angel of Empire, I think, should be three to one. So he's eight to one morning line. He probably get bet down to five to one. I'm going to bet Angel of Empire to win, and certainly a lot more than the others. And then Tapet Trice and Forte opening at five to one and three to one, probably not good win bets. I will look to bet Dermastodagake, Kings Barnes, and Skinner. Two of those three, probably at about eight to one or more, will be my plays in that race. Now I'm going to play two exactors in the race, and they're going to be very simple. I don't mess around too much in the Derby. First exact is going to be a box of Angel of Empire, Tapatrice, Forte, Dermasodagake, Kings Barnes, and Skinner. And the second B is going to be a da- exact, again, probably just a buck or two, of those six horses, Angel of Empire, Tapatrice, Forte, Dermasodagake, Kings Barnes, and Skinner. Over those, plus Mage, Hit Show, Verifying, and if he runs, Mandarin Hero. So the first bet is a six-horse exacta box. It's 30 bucks for a buck. The second bet is six over uh, 10, which is actually nine. So that's a $54 ticket uh, at the most for a dollar. And then if you want to mess around, you can play a 50 cent trifecta box for the same six horses, just the six, Angel of Empire, Tapatrice, Forte, Derma, Sodagake, Kings, Barnes, and Skinner. Uh, that's a $60 bet, but it's going to pay a couple thousand. So I think it's worth the risk to mess around, but it's probably not going to happen. It's very difficult to hit a try in the Derby, but good luck if you do. Don't forget, you can get the written version of this entire Key Races and Bets podcast, which is the blog free at amwager.com. Click on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. I hope you make a lot of money on Derby Day. And thanks so much for listening.